made the run short. He'll stand it back to Jean Martinho. Fizzing it low to the edge of the box. Neves takes two touches. to episode 160 that is 160 it's the ENS Wolves podcast football is back baby after nine or ten weeks or however long it is of doom and gloom we are now three weeks away till the old gold and black returns Joe Edwards you've had some you've had some low ebbs over the last few weeks you must be buzzing for this episode there is finally light at the end of the tunnel go go There's been there's been some dark days. There's been there's been some there's been some searching of souls over over five or six weeks ago. I mean, I'll be honest. I I, I listened to I listened to episode one one five two a while ago. Oh my god, it left oh, me more depressed than I started. Bilge. Started downloading. Um, uh, you were sad. You were down in the dumps. You were you were ready to to jump off a roof. And, uh, you couldn't see you couldn't see Premier League football happening again. It's happening, no. baby. It's yeah. coming back. It's back. We're gonna be back. We're gonna be back. Are you excited? This is this is. This is what we've been waiting for for such a long time. Oh, I'm loving it. Oh, I really am. Uh, I think I think we've all been waiting for it. And uh, I mean, I'm, and I've spoke about it a couple of times. The Bundesliga kind of whetted the appetite, really. Um, before it actually happened, like games behind closed doors, I was like, mm, still a bit sceptical. Is it going to be the same? Whatever. It's not the same, obviously. But... Um, just watching a bit of football, and you are still able. Even if I've been watching, you know, Bruce Munch and Gladback or whatever. I mean, I've got no allegiances to any of these teams. No, but, no. I mean, you can't but, spell it, but you can watch it. Well, yeah, but but, but you but you're watching it and you're getting wrapped up in it. You know, the the emotions of goals and tackles are still flying in, and it's not the football that we exactly know and love. But there's a lot of elements that, of course, are still there. Um, I'll tell, I'll tell you what's going to be there. Let me play this a little bit again. This is what's going to be there. This is what I'm really going to oh, go enjoy enjoy mm, listening to slash watching this. Beautiful. This. this. Listen to this. This. One that 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 boom boom because because yes. that's what we're going to oh. hear. We're going to hear. We're going to hear nets. We're going to hear stanchions. What? We're well, going to hear posts. Have you watched any of those Bundesliga games? Have you heard the, the sound of the I've, ball I've, hitting I've the net? I've heard them, and, and to be honest, it's, oh, it's a thing of beauty. And so, it something is. That, something that I think sometimes, obviously, is lost in the emotion, the atmosphere. Mm. You can't hear, which, you, which you, of course, of course. But there's there's nothing more um, pleasing on the old ears. It, it's, it's a sound of beauty. It's stunning. And uh, look, I'm sure after two or three or four games, we'll be like, okay, come on, okay, we've heard this now. Let's get the crowd back in. But there is there is something quite uh, quite quite stunning about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even after three or four games, I don't know if the novelty will wear off. Of course, I tell time you what, the Villa it'll wear off in the first week. <laughs> yeah, oh God! Oh, I know. God. I know. Two, three, four. Um, but I, I I think you know this period. If if it has taught us anything, it's to not take things for granted and um, I think football being back in any guise 
you know, we're, we're going to lap it up. Um, I mean, we, we don't even know for sure whether we're going to be there yet. No, I mean, of course not. Uh, we'll probably discuss uh, that later on. Yeah, hopefully we will. But but for, for the fans, um, there's all the games are going to be on TV in some guys. I know a, a fair few are going to be behind a paywall, but I think it's roughly about 30 that are going to be on going to be on free-to-air of the 92 remaining games. So, so Sky, it, Sky Sports, BBC... Um, B- BT, some, some of, some of, BT Sport, some, and some of, Amazon. Some of to, few, sorry, free to free to view. You don't need to be on a Sky Sports um, subscription, and then like yeah. I say, Amazon. And is there one other as well? Is there or not? So, so, so there's. I think Sky have got the bulk. They've yeah. got about sixty-two of them. Yeah. But they're making twenty-five of those free to air. Of course, yeah. Okay. Um, B- BT are making you pay for them all. The, the buggers. Sure. Um, Amazon, Amazon, you have to have a subscription with them. But then yeah. there's going to be four games on the BBC as well, and uh, and there's going to be bumper match of the days every week. So even if you're not going to be able to watch them live, then you know you, you'll you'll get your football fix in uh, in one way or another. I tell you what, I mean, if there's any non-football fans in your house and they've enjoyed the last few weeks you've been around the house, get. Get get as much as you can in for the next couple of weeks because we won't be leaving the sofa. It'll be it'll be ten, twelve, two, four. Oh, it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, it is. It is. And I mean, it's pretty much all hours of the day, isn't it? Are covered. It seems um, that uh, Mitchell and Webb sketch comes to mind. Uh, you know, the, all the football every hour of every day. It's the football. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, <laughs> never have. Walking, walking. Walking around Loftus Road, he's like basically taking taking the mick out of like Jeff Stelling and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's every day of the week, isn't it? And various kickoff times and you know, half twelve, three o'clock, five o'clock, eight o'clock. Yeah. So it's it's round the clock football, wall to wall football. I mean, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good to me. Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, pretty good to fantasy players as well. Uh, I, I just can't. I just can't. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for it to get back. And, and like you say, it could be all days of the week. Um, I think, from what I understand, there's the scheduling three midweeks in, um, and then the rest will be weekend. Obviously, every weekend, and then three midweeks in there. I'm not quite sure um, how cup competitions will work, but this is for the league anyway. Um, there'll be three midweek games um, and then obviously the six at the weekends and that'll get you nine in so it's going to be fast it's going to be furious and look teams are going to have to be very fit and they're going to have to hit the ground running because the last thing you want to do is start off with a couple of a a couple of defeats or a draw and a a defeat then all of a sudden you're playing catch up and and teams can can you know go past you very very quickly Um, and I think whatever happens I do think and and we mentioned this last week that the first two or three weeks will be will be teams getting out of almost pre-season mode or, or less than pre-season mode because pre-season will be shortened before they go back to games and uh, that gap between top and bottom of quality will, will will be slightly smaller at least until until people reach 100 percent yeah that i think i mean Wolves' first few fixtures getting back underway do look nice um, West Ham away, Bournemouth at home, and Villa away. I mean, of course, yeah. those teams have got stuff to play for, but Wolves, Wolves have got European qualification to play for. You know, they want to finish what they started as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the form book does go out the window in some respects. Which um, is a shame because I think Wolves have got the, some... third, the third easiest running of all teams. Um, I think, um, I think, I think yeah. Manchester United and Manchester City 
have got the easiest running. I think Wolves are third in the in the kind of like overall teams that they're going to be playing. They they average out about a, a facing a, I think it's an eleventh between eleventh and the twelfth place team every single game. Um, so so it's the, but I mean that's still still better. It's better than having having a stinker of a run. But like you say, they're going to have to take a little bit of getting used to and getting before they get into into full throttle. Yeah, so some patterns have emerged in the kind of German games as well. There's been a lot of goals, um, and there's been very few home wins. Uh, I mean, I, I spoke to John Ruddy about it a few weeks back, and he says, "Oh well, you know, we'd like to be playing home and away because even if you don't have fans in Molyneux, you still know the nuances of the ground and the changing rooms and now the feel for it." I think there's a, there's only been very few um, of the Bundesliga games. I think it's only about four or five. They've actually won at home. Um, oh, really? so that home advantage does seem to be does seem to be wiped out, really. Um, so, but I mean, Wolves. The good thing is, I know it's only one game, but they have at least experience playing behind closed doors this season um, against Olympiacos and got a decent result that night. So, Wolves have played in all sorts of environments, haven't they? They've been to Armenia. They've been to. To, to Ireland, they've been to wherever this season. Uh, various different atmospheres, kind of your hostile, Besiktas kind of style, um, and then you know your more touristy grounds or stuff like that. They've, they've experienced a wide range of things, so uh, I don't think um, playing in front of empty grounds is going to be too much of a of a hassle uh, to them. And at the end of the day, everybody's on the same. In the same bout, aren't they? I, I, I don't think anybody's really necessarily at an advantage or a disadvantage. I think it's it's a lot about who turns up on the day and he's he's, he's the better side on the day. And um, I think that that sets you know side up well because they tend to step to step up to the challenge when when they need to. Yeah, only only five neutral venues for games um, that have been confirmed so far. Man City, Liverpool, Man City, Newcastle, United, Sheffield United, Newcastle, Liverpool, and Everton, Liverpool. So it's a pretty, pretty much the the biggest cities, I guess, with um uh, with your top teams who who uh, problem with with policing, etc. You'd imagine. So so it looks like Molyneux are going. Is they're going to get the games? They're going to get. Is it five games left? I've got at home or four? Let me double check. <laughs> it's, it's um it's four four at home um and five away. Four and five away, and you know, it's it's still up in the air where you're going to be to finish in the Europa slot. Slot you might have to finish. You might finish fifth and get in Europa. It might be sixth. It might be seventh. It might be eighth. Eighth might be enough to finish in the Europa League slot. You really you really don't don't know. Um, but look, I mean, I mean, Wolves have obviously got the chance to if they hit the ground running. And like you said, those first three games, if they, if they win all of them. And then they could be looking at even better and looking at that fifth spot because uh, that 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 could quite well be Champions League football next season. I think Man City are in there. They'll be having that that uh, that court of arbitration hearing pretty soon. So we should find out sooner rather than later, and probably before the end of the season actually. Whereas whereas if the season had finished on time, we might have been waiting um, after after the you know after the last game and not knowing where, where Wolves are going to be playing next year. Yeah, I think the Man City uh, appeal is the June the eighth, uh, right, I believe. Okay. So that's actually before the season uh, gets back underway. I mean, that'll probably rumble on for the be- for the best part of a week, um, and just help, just help, just that... help things to just, just help you to know exactly where what you're playing for and you know positions etc. Though it'll, it'll be good. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I think hopefully that will be made. I, I don't think press can go to this um, to this meet to this court of arbitration meeting for Man City. Yeah, it's between the June eighth and the tenth. Where is so, it being held? Hopefully you know, before. Uh, I'd guess so. Yeah, it's usually. Oh, I'll go. I'll, I'll apply for um, a press so, accreditation. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of Geneva trip again. Happy days. Just won't be. A, won't be getting a higher. Uh, probably not the best. <laughs> um, but so hopefully, all being well, we could even have the outcome of that before a ball is kicked again. Um, so Wolves will go into this uh, resumption of the season knowing if they finish fifth or if they finish sixth exactly where they're, they're, they're going to head and if, they, if it'll be Champions League if it'll be Europa League of course you know there's there's nine games to play and they've got to win those games but if you've got that um, and, and Wolves are, a, are, are a, of course a game by game team I mean you know they, they'll repeat that week after week but um, if you've got that kind of incentive there uh, yeah, that could help, and it'll certainly help with excitement of fans. Do you know what's going to be one of the one of the most sought after products uh, in the in the shops coming up? Guarantee you, and uh, with, with lockdown easing, is TV brackets. Because if you if you can have six people round but you can't go inside yet, and you've got a TV on the wall that can that can that you can angle into a garden, that is going to be. The most sought-after product. Go and buy ten now and sell them for a double online. Yeah, you used to get them, didn't you? You used to get like the kind of TV brackets on wheels that you'd have at school. And remember them? Mm. Yeah, 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 definitely. You get them on. Get get them on wheels. Get an extension lead on the go. Um, and yeah, job would be a good one, really. It's just if you've got one of them LCD on the walls, then then you're mm. a bit buggered, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you'll be in. I must admit, I've got here before we go. Before we go into into the uh, in, into more about the season, is that you're. Um, I, I was astonished because you're keeping fit now. You're going. You're getting back into shape for the summer for the games, and uh, you put on a few pounds since uh, since it's wedding day. Absolutely, I was I was stunned when I when I heard this. Yeah, I, I'd mentioned that now that I'd put on a few pounds. Um, Actually got round to weighing myself, and it was it was a lot more than a few pounds. <laughs> it was um, it was a stone and a half. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, I'd, yeah, uh, having uh, Domino's on a Friday, Chinese on a Saturday, uh, Indian on a Sunday. If I felt lucky, and there's been a few bank holiday weekends, so it's been like a four night bonanza sometimes. Um, so yeah, all of that kind of t- took its toll. And uh, yeah, heaviest I've ever been. Um, so decent, now, decent. I mean, we spoke about it on the podcast before, and uh, the slim fasts are back in effect. Yeah. Um, very much so. Um, I, I mean, you shouldn't weigh yourself after a couple of days. I mean, you should leave it a week, but I couldn't resist temptation. Mm. Uh, I've been doing it since Tuesday. And so far, I have lost three pounds. So, three pounds um, on the slim fast. Three pounds. That's depressing. Three pounds on slim fast in this weather, mate. That's hard three work pa- in this weather. Three pounds on the slim fast. Hopefully, slim fast are listening. Um, if if you want to, if you want to send out some free supplies, wow. Uh, wow. Ab- absolutely fantastic. Um, some of some of the snack bars, really, really nice. So uh, 
Yeah, but they're on the tiny, aren't fast. they? Aren't they tiny? I need, I need, I need a, I need a good quality. Mm. I, I want to have, I want them, if I'm going to have a snack or some sort of protein snack, I want, I want something substantial. So like a grenade bar is good for me because I feel like you need, you've had, a, you've, you have that with a mug of tea or a mug of coffee, and you feel like you've had a little bit. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll sort you out for a couple of, a uh, couple of hours before you get into your main dinner. But I don't know some of these little airy fairy products that they, that they kick about. One mouthful, it's all gone. No, the, the slim fast bars are quite. The slim fast bars <laughs> are quite um, quite substantial. To be fair, they're, they're a bit like them granite bars, you know. Oh, they're they? quite long and quite uh, quite thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> Unbelievable season. Um, so, um, so yeah, we were. Fixture-wise, then, we are presuming that it will be as it was and Wolves will be going mm. to, to Upton Park as the as the return start. Is, is that what you uh, you understand, Joe? Well, if, if we were going back three or four years, we'd be going to Upton Park, but it's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, of, to, sorry to correct you, mate. I will uh, turn up at Upton Park as well. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Turn up at a bloody new housing estate. Oh, where's the ground? Um, yeah, uh, Lond- London Stadium. And I mean, I haven't been to the London Stadium yet, but I mean, we were speaking about oh, this off air, not? weren't we? And you said that's probably ideal from a from a police point of view. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's. I really don't like going to the ground. I don't think the ground's particularly. Well, it's not a football pitch. It's not a football ground. It's not a football area. No. Um, but from a policing point of view, it's absolutely perfect. It's outside, you know, outside the city. And there's not a lot around it. A couple of big shopping malls at Westfield and stuff. But it's it's pretty much segregated. Um, you, you talk about you talk about no fans and lack of atmosphere. I mean, it's pretty much the same <laughs> as when you, if you're going to go there. But it will be even crazier because you're going to have your press, and they're so far removed from that stadium. They've got that athletics track around it, um, so so you're mm. even further back than what you would normally be. So it's going to be even more bizarre. You know, at least at Molyneux, you're still quite a bit more enclosed. You're over the top of the pitch. You feel like you're right on it. But um, oh, anyone who, anyone who who has or hasn't been yet, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a very strange situation because you are so far removed from from the pitch side that it's just um, it's very difficult to to create atmosphere. Although you know, when Troyer runs down and scores in the last minute, you, you could you could hear plenty. But um, yeah, you just have to really squint sometimes to to make out what's going on. It's it's pretty crazy that they've been allowed to do that. Yeah, I, I think. Um... I think the London Stadium may well get used as one of these neutral venues yeah. a, a fair a fair bit maybe just because of that reason. Um, that and it's it got it's got loads of press seating as well. Loads of press seating that you could like space it out because of course it was built for the Olympics, so they were having every, every Tom Dick and Harry for press for that as well. So I'd imagine you can space everybody out pretty well. But as we say, we don't know for sure whether we can go to these games yet. Fingers crossed. But um, yeah, hopefully find out soon. West Ham away, Bournemouth at home, Villa away, Arsenal at home, Sheffield United away, Everton at home, Burnley away, Palace at home, Chelsea away. It's mm. not a bad. It's not a bad run, is it? Really, <laughs> you know. Um, and you know what Nuno does. Nuno will be. If you can plan for something as well as you can possibly plan it, and a lot of this will be in planning, I think, going into these games, because 
you will need to hit the ground running and he will have everyone everyone 100 percent ready for every eventuality no matter what you can do what you can't do whether it's three subs whether it's five subs whether var is going to be used whether it's not going to be used the players will know exactly their roles in these games they will be studying all the footage and they will be make sure that they are in best the, the best possible preparation they can possibly do to go into the games i have no reason i have no no, no reason to doubt that um that wolves will finish the season and probably finish the season pretty strong um, I, I do, and we've said again before this, that other teams have probably benefited from this break more than others when it comes to fitness points of view and star players being available, your Harry Kane, your Marcus Rashford and, and a few others. But I do think that sometimes you can't just bring them in and they're going to clip from, from, from ball one. Wolves are very much about team ethic and they're all together. And the fact that Wolves will be fully fit, a fully fit squad, and uh, everyone knows exactly what, what what's uh um, what's going to be asked of them will we'll stand them in good stead. Yeah, well, I mean Wolves to obviously to a much lesser extent, but they have they have they have gained an advantage from that as well. Uh, before the break, uh, Johnny had been missing for a few weeks. Um, I mean, I mean he's been training as, as fine for ages now, so I mean he's going to be back. Um, I mean it wouldn't necessarily be. A, he would be a miss. I mean, they were okay with Vinagre in the side, but we know that Johnny is a better defender sure. than, than Vinagre is. Um, so, you know, when, the, when they're playing West Ham in a few weeks' time, um, all being well, then Johnny will play, um, you'd imagine. So, um, in, of course, of course Tot- Tottenham, Kane and Son should be back for them. Uh, you mentioned Rashford at Man United. And, you know, there are other teams that are getting players back. But Wolves in that running, they're only playing one team that are currently above them in the table, and that's Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And and I think the dynamic has shifted a bit since when Wolves played Chelsea in that in that first game. I mean, if anything, that game against Chelsea at Molyneux was the was the kick up the arse really for Wolves because. Um, they played Vallejo that game, and I mean, he obviously wasn't seen very, very much after after that. But it was he um, kind of sprung Wolves back into life again this season, mm-hmm. and um, I think that game will be a very different game. I don't think it will end up like it did the first time. I see Wolves and Chelsea. There's only five points separating them in the table. I see them as very kind of equal, uh, well-matched sides, to be honest. So. Um, you know, you're looking at you're looking at everybody else, and I think Wolves nine games. You'd want at least five or six wins in there, maybe yeah. a couple of draws as well. So it'd be, um, it'd be interesting the, as well. The chances, the chances look good. Sorry, sorry. I think there's a bit of a delay in in, in our in our chat today, so I think that's why there's a, there's a little bit of crossover and a little bit of a delay. So hopefully you guys can. Uh, um, um, can can kick around that. Actually, I um I did listen to us the other day by mistake at times one and a half um, on the old playback, ah. and it was it was it was weird, but actually yeah. quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it. So um, if there's a little bit of a delay, then stick it in one and a half, and um, and hopefully you're you're all good to go. Um, did I sound normal? Did I sound more normal? You, you definitely sounded more normal. You sounded like you had a, a couple of extra cups of coffee. But um, yeah. yeah, there was um, it, it was definitely it was definitely an improvement. Okay, <laughs> no, maybe, maybe use that going forward then. Yeah, lovely. Um, so so Crystal, what I'm saying is the last couple of games, Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Now, I think regardless of how Wolves finish in this, how they're doing this running, they're going to be playing for 
something come the end of the yeah. season, whether it's fifth, sixth, seventh, I never know fourth, but let's say fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Um, you know, a win, a draw, a defeat could be the difference between a different European competition or not or not playing European football whatsoever. Let's hope it's not. But um, I look at teams like Palace and especially Chelsea, um, and I'm thinking about the start of next season and that it's going to be a shortened break than it would be uh, normally. I'm pretty sure that that will happen because we'll need to get that season started pretty quickly. There will be a break, but it's not going to be... A, you're six weeks off in the summer and then a full pre-season and, and tours, then coming back. It's, that's just not going to happen. No. If you're a Palace and you finish 10th and you're not going anywhere, you can't go up, you can't go down. If you're Chelsea on the last day of the season and you've got fourth sewn up, um, I mean, if you're those teams and you've got three weeks as it is before the quick turnaround, you'd be stupid to play. I, I mean, I know positionally you can get an extra... 200 grand or 150 grand per position or whatever it may be. I mean, if I was the manager, I'd be playing all my fringe players and giving all my stars a, a rest for next year. What, what's the point of, of playing them in a meaningless game, getting them injured um, when there's, you know, there's no summer tournament on the way and you're going to be straight back into to more meaningful games for the start of next season? So that could actually play into Wolves' hands for, for a squad and a team who, who probably uh, will be having to, to play every single game as best they can for, for positions. Yeah, I think this is a time where you could actually see Wolves' small squad as an advantage. I think people point towards the fact that there's going to be a lot of games in a short space of time and that it could be physically quite demanding on the players. But Wolves have been playing two games a week for, for 12 months anyway, pretty much. So, so, so they, they're not going to mind that. And and if you know some of the teams, as you say, might be... Um, looking to maybe rest one or two, that, that they've got their bigger squads, maybe they want to get a, a couple of youngsters bedded in or stuff like that. And the, Especially if they seal safety in that middle of the pack run. You look at perhaps Sheffield United, if they tail off a little bit um, after those first few games, they, they may give some of the fringe players a go. You look at Everton um, in that run as well for Wolves. They, they could perhaps tail off a, a bit more... Burnley, and and then you say and then you say Palace. So maybe that second half mm. of the run for Wolves could be really kind of um, there could be a real opportunity there because yes, Wolves have got fringe players, and you know you look at the likes of Daniel Powdens who came in in January, who, who we've barely seen yet. It, surely he will get some sort of opportunity to really show what he's all about um, over the next month or two. But by and large, Wolves have got a core group of players that play every week. And if they continue to play every week and get into that run, get back into their stride again, while other teams are maybe just content to play one or two of the fringe players, that could really um, stand balls in good stead. Certainly could. One of those players who's... Um, he's all right, I guess. Um, does a job. Probably the last player on the team sheet. Um, you know, if you've got to play him, you've got to play him. Mr. Mr. Ruben Neves, as we uh, as we heard from heard from uh, Mr. Mikey Burrows at the start of this podcast, uh, you spoke to spoke to Ruben Joe uh, yesterday and uh, came up with some some great lines, um, some not so great, which we'll probably talk, talk about um, later on with his, some of his music tastes. But um, look, he, you, you spoke to him, you interviewed him. This is a this is a soundbite of what he had to say, um, and that he has really missed playing football. Here is that clip. Seems like football is 
closer to, to coming back now? I mean, you, you stepped up training a bit. You you excited? You you happy with with how things are going? Of course, uh, I, I missed a lot um, the football, and today finally we were back to our training sessions um, to what we like to do. So I'm really happy with that, and I hope we can we can still improve from now till the the competition start. I think we have we have um, a great a great staff team with us. Um, the people the people who prepare us to, to play, um, I think they they do their job really well. Um, and to be honest, I think we'll be prepared to, to the start of the season. Uh, I don't think we, we will have uh, will have problems um, to start on our on our best on our best form. But just just want to, to, to start playing. Um, of course, now we have to focus um, on our on our fitness, um, get back the sensations. Uh, with the ball, get back the sensations, the, the sensations um, as a team. Um, but of course, uh, we are looking forward to to play again the the Premier League. Uh, it's something that that we miss a lot, and it's something that we we want to start as soon as possible. Thank you very much, Mr. Ruben Neves. Uh, Joey was in uh, good spirits, Ruben, wasn't he? And uh, look like everybody. He's just desperate to get back. I mean, you're going stir crazy in the house, and especially with him with a with a couple of kids as well. I'm sure he's, he's thankful just to just to get out and, and get back on that field, and he'll, he'll be desperate to get back and pro- not prove a point, but but carry on where he left off and uh, and and show how how good he is as well. He, he's going to be. He was huge for that last month or six weeks of the season. And uh, look, if we can get that kind of Ruben Neves for the last uh, the last nine games, they're going to be in, in a great spot. Yeah, he was fantastic just before that uh, that that break in the season, um, back in that more advanced role and spraying passes, scoring goals, and doing doing what we know Ruben can do. He, he, he was he, he was playing, you know, pretty much at his best. And if if we get anywhere close to that um, in in these next uh, couple of months, then Wolves will be onto something good. It was good, just good to speak to him, and, and I think. Obviously, he wasn't a uh, he wasn't topless uh, a podent no, to roulette, was he? No, he wasn't. Um, he's sporting quite a long beard, though. Um, it's he, not whiskey, he's um, not grunty. He have to, He's um, the hair's still quite short, but he was on on a Zoom chat with uh, various kind of journalists. Uh, some some of the national guys as well were on it. Um, but yeah, he um, his beard's like getting quite. Yeah, quite sizable now. Mm, almost like almost like a like a pointy, you know, kind of pointing into the chin, and then it's got more on the chin, like a kind of like a Game of Thrones esque beard. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah. He's looking a bit like a kind of like a Viking or something. So um, we'll see if he keeps that for when football starts. Oh God. Ruben can get away good, with it. He yeah, I was going to say, he's not a bad-looking lad, is he, to be fair? So he'll probably, probably <laughs> he can get do away what with it. He can do Right, um, so, I mean, I mean, you know, he talked about it. He talked about um, not only not only been um, been missing it, but it, that they're going to be ready. He says the staff preparations, the staff and the, and the you know, the um, the supporting staff they've got behind them are just absolutely superb. They trust them 100%, not just in their health, which, of course, is, is the most important thing, but also in, in their fitness and the development, in that the fact that they're ready and their bodies are ready to, to go through 90 minutes of football, um, you know, and, and, and compete. Yeah, um, I, I think... 
Wolves' track record has, has, has spoke for itself over the past few years anyway in terms of how fit they have been, um, the lack of injuries. Um, and it, the, I, I know other clubs have been taking similar approaches, of course, but they've all been working to kind of very tailored programmes and, and doing what's best for them. So they, they, they've been looked after, you know, they, they've been... The, the the club have be, have gone above and beyond really to make sure everyone it has everything that that they need. I mean, some uh, Nevers was actually one of them. Actually, was actually able to get back to Portugal and spend some some of lockdown in Portugal. And, and I know it's um, you know you're not able to go and see his mom and dad or whatever or things like that. But at least he got to spend it in, in the place where he kind of grew up. I think uh, Matinho did the same. Dendonka was back in Belgium. Uh, Nuno was back abroad as well, back in Portugal. So, you know, so, so, some of these guys who, who are perhaps here and, you know, uh, li- living on their own over here and then going back home when they can, that they were actually spent, able to spend some time with their family. So I think they're, they're all well-rested, all in a good state of mind. I think Johnny's, Johnny's been speaking as well and he's... He's compared being back in training with everyone to the first day of school as a kid. So, you know, all, all these lads at Wolves, I, I think there's obviously some reservations among players um, that have been well documented. Obviously, Troy Deeney uh, and Golacante uh, being another one. But from what we're seeing and what we're hearing, um, everybody at Wolves on the same page, just uh, raring to go. Yeah, and then they will they will be in great shape. I mean, they're fit lads anyway, and fitness is going to be is going to be huge, isn't it? Especially for the first few games. Yeah, it's um, you know, and we get into. I mean, if the weather stays like this as well, I mean, I know it's, I know a, a lot of these overseas players are used to playing in um, you know, sunnier climes anyway. But um, it's, it's kind of a bit more unusual, a, a, a lot more humid, a lot more warm. But um, I don't think it'd be be a problem. Um, I, th- I think I, I haven't seen that it's been confirmed yet. Um, but what the German Bundesliga have been doing have been doing five substitutions. Mm. So I'd imagine that that will probably come into effect here as well. Um, uh, if not, maybe a four substitution or something like that. I'd be surprised if it was just the still the normal three. I think um, yeah, five substitutions have been working quite well in Germany. So I'd imagine um, that will come into effect over here too. Can you see? Can you see teams using those five substitutions? I, I, I guess it's just um, depends on on the game and it's how it's going. I kind of feel that Nuno Nuno just about gets gets three out sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's one or two, and it's, it's, it's a lot longer in the game than most of us think. So I can't see him making four or five to be honest, unless in extenuating circumstances. Yeah, I, I, I mean, from some of, some of those games that I had seen, I think Dortmund may have well made five against Bayern Munich the other day, but they. They weren't playing very well. They the, the decided they weren't playing very well in the first half and made two at the break, and then they made a few more um, as, as the game went towards the end. I, I think it's maybe. If, it I guess if you're three, it. I guess if you're three nil up, seventy yeah. minutes in, then get five off, get that, them off that, for the next exa- game. Probably. Well, exactly. I, yeah. I think I think that's I think that's what it's there for. I don't think teams will necessarily be doing it every game. Um, and to be honest, as I say, I don't think it's been confirmed that that's going to be happening yet in the Premier yeah. League but I'd be surprised if it's not Good stuff, shall we take some questions please Jer? Yes Let's take on. some questions from the peeps um, Let's take one actually let's take an email one first Joe. let's take one from okay. um, our friend let's have a look where is he uh, Gerardino Gerardino says um, 
Hi lads, hope you and your loved ones are all well. Thank you very much. Um, oh, lovely. Thank you. Some you too. good news that football is returning behind closed doors. Uh, been watching the Germans' first game, and I thought there was, and I saw that was with no background noise. Other games since they have had pre-recorded background noise for fans. For the TV, I felt it worked well when watching the game. Do you guys have any thoughts or views? Yeah, they've been kind of feeding in crowd noise at certain moments. So, like, say, if if like a team's got a free kick in a in a in a good position, yeah, then they'll be you know the ooh 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 up and kind of kind of come in. Um, (laughs) Can you imagine a (laughs) season? Oh yeah, yeah. The South Bank, quite funny, wasn't it? You see, you can see see him kind of like bowing to the South Bank or whatever, or uh, clapping them with absolutely no one there. Yeah, I think. um, uh, again, I mean, I, I don't think there's any kind of easy way around it, but I, I think stuff like that, um, yeah, it might seem a bit gimmicky to some people, but I think it does. I think it will help, and um, you know, r- rather than uh, the, the the players just hearing themselves and every single word that's uttered on the pitch, if if you are fading in a little bit of crowd noise, as long as it's not you know completely distracting and all that kind of thing and happening all the time, then yeah. If it, if it can if it's something that can help me make a proper game then uh, yeah I, I, I don't see the problem with it. If you're at home, I mean, use use any kind of advantage. It might be 0.01%, but you know why not? Why not have some uh, some home noise going? in? I don't think it's going to hurt anyone unless it, unless it's really annoying. Uh, but yeah. I think I think there's I think there's quite um, I think I think it'll work quite well. Cardboard cutouts, Joe. Do you fancy some cardboard cutouts in the stands? Would you have that? I'm not personally that bothered about that one. I don't know. Um, seen a few oh, obviously Munch and Gladback were the first to do it and yeah nah not for me I did a story today on uh, Danish Super League Club I don't know if you've seen this AGF Aarhus have you seen what oh, they did that, like, they're getting like video screens huge video wall behind the goal <laughs> with zoom chats going on uh, 10,000 fans all in little zoom boxes with, with big screens with the, the fans looking out onto the onto the pitch how crazy is that? I hope they've got good Wi-Fi. well I hope they've given, not given the password to a few dodgy people can you imagine that? Oh, just about just about to uh, just get about Daniel to round pa- the keeper and all of a sudden get Daniel a, pa- there's, Pardons on there be... there's, there's a naked 65 year old man there you don't want to see that do you when you try to you know, finish it in the bottom corner goodness yeah, yeah. me uh, so yeah that, that, it, will, it will be interesting I have, no, I, have no, I have no problem with it I think, I think it'll be quite good to be honest okay um, Paul Mansell on that, on that subject are you suffering from Zoom fatigue will it change the way you, mm. you, you work post lockdown um, I mean I mean, we do, I, I've had a lot of Zoom chats, but I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's great. It's been great while it's lasted. I think that once we get back to normal, if we get back to normal, when we get back to normal, I feel like everyone will just sack it off. It was just one of those. But yeah. but for now, it's actually very a very useful tool. You are, like I say, you're on Zoom with with Neves yesterday. Uh, we we do some calls, Joe. You've obviously it's obviously good to to. to to catch up with friends and family, and, uh, and and we might have a few things in the pipeline that might involve Zoom as well. There's some exciting mm. things you might be able to to mention next week. But I think it's um it's always been incredibly useful, and hopefully it's given uh, the fans a little bit more of an insight as well into into some of the chats we've had. I know we we done um did one with the Aussie Gar- Aussie Wolves fan club over Zoom, and uh, it's just nice to sometimes put um. Um, put a face to, to people, isn't it? You know, you, you chat with them, especially on social media and stuff, and then you see them for, you see them in real life. And it's kind of nice. I think it's good. 
Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's been kind of needs must, hasn't it? I think it's allowed people to to have those chats. Yeah, in a few months' time, we might just put it to bed and never never to be never to be seen again. But for now, I, I don't mind it. Links Wolf, which Coldplay album are you listening to on your next 60 mile drive to test your fitness to drive? Oh, I mean, wow. Uh, so, so Joe, you maybe just explain uh, what happened on your video call um, yeah. with with people who don't quite understand the whole Coldplay reference. Yeah, so um, Ruben was asked, uh, Nevers was asked kind of what he's been doing during lockdown, and he said one of the things he's been doing is practicing uh, on the guitar. Um, that kind of led to a question of, um, kind of if you were if you could be uh, a musician, um, who would you be? Um, and he said Chris Martin from Coldplay. Um, I mean. I mean I can't stand Coldplay. To be honest. <laughs> no. I think it's suicide music, honestly. It, oh, it's it, whiny rubbish. Yeah, it's. I think Raleigh has said he's a fan of Coldplay before. It just seems to be. I think if you're kind of. Um, this is maybe a bit stereotypical, but if you're kind of a, you know, if you're a foreign and you're listening listening to, you know, English music or whatever, I think Coldplay is kind of a popular band that everybody knows. I mean, they're quite global, aren't they? Pretty much everybody around the world knows Coldplay, for better or worse. And, uh, yeah, he says he listens to uh, Fix You um, just before he comes out on the on the pitch. So oh, uh... fix him. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting when you're thinking about all those people you, you wouldn't have put two and two together, especially with the iconic moments that he does make on the pitch. And all of a sudden he's, uh, you know, when you think in the in the dressing room and you listen to it and you're ramping yourself up, ready to go out there, that, that's definitely not one of the songs that would, would come to mind. I don't think it would be my top 1,000. Well, well, exactly. It wouldn't be um, the uh, the walkout song for, for when the flying throwers are going off and all that kind no. of stuff. you. <laughs> Playing Fix You, it wouldn't exactly get the fans in the mood, but uh, each to the round, and it's, uh, it's obviously been working for Never, so uh, all the power to him. Yeah, what, what would you listen to if you were just about to go onto the pitch? What would be your psyching up song? Oh, I don't know. What would be your go-to? Something like Firestarter, I guess, is quite really? cliche. But... No, but it's like it's just something that gets you, it gets you up for it, isn't it? It's like yeah. up tempo, like oh, you know, yeah. get get yeah, myself definitely. in the mood. Uh, I used to like that when that was the the song at Molyneux, but it's changed a bit. It's uh, Stay Away to Heaven now, isn't it? And mm. I, don't, I don't know. It's a good song, but I don't I, I don't know. I think it could be better. Probably go with something like Barbie Girl by Aqua. Um, <laughs> of course, yeah. Maybe Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, up, uptown girl. No, oh, a bit of uptown girl. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, Mike Parsons says, uh, "Question for the potty with the situation with Raoul um, is in at the moment. A pregnant girlfriend. Do you guys <laughs> expect him to play? I personally wouldn't blame him if he decided not to. I think he'll play. Um, I haven't heard anything to say that he won't play. Um, I mean, Raoul. I know. I know it's different things, but." Raoul's been playing with a broken wrist for about pff, best part of two years, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's he barely had a pre-season last season because he'd he'd, be, he'd gone to the Gold Cup with Mexico, and of course your wife being pregnant and and those things are very different things. But in terms of players that are dedicated and willing to play, I'd, I think Raoul has probably shown himself to be the most. Um, I mean, he, you know, he's barely been rested. He's 
been full throttle as well whenever he's played. He's ne- you've never looked at him and thought he's going through the motions. I mean, there were, there, there were times when you looked at him and thought he's running a bit on empty, but it was never because he was showing bad body language or sulking or anything like that. He always gives it 100%. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think I think Raul will play unless you know something comes up and he thinks, right, it, 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 this isn't for me. But I think it'd have to be something quite quite drastic, really, because he's been ever so committed over these past few years. David Evans, uh, from the David Evans, fancast, fancast David Evans, uh, what terrifies yeah. you more? Wolves not achieving their potential with the run-in they have or the animation of the cinematic release of Cats. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, it was dreadful. And honestly, the, the, the post-production on Cats, you've got to see it to believe it. It is dreadful. It is a rush job. And the funny thing is about the Cats is that they've got this all-star cast. I don't know if you know yeah. too much about it, Joe. I, mean, I, I remember as a nipper went to, going to see Cats in the West End. Didn't quite understand it then. And don't no. quite understand it now. And then to go to go to a, to go to the cinema with it, they've, they've got this huge cast. They're going to make so much um, incredible losses on it. But I do feel like that they almost thought before they filmed this or, ju- or when they filmed it, oh, this is going to be an Oscar nominee. You've got all these amazing actors, actresses, songwriters, performers, and it's just absolutely dreadful. Yeah. It's almost like, when yeah, they've just thought, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put all these things together. It's going to be a masterpiece. And it was a... Uh... It's a shit show. Yeah, it was absolutely cack. Um, so that so. T- that terrifies me more, uh, David, because I, I think Wolves will achieve their potential. And I think, you know, I think worst case scenario, worst case, it's not, well, it's not worst case scenario. It's what I think. I think worst case scenario, Wolves will finish seventh. Um, but I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be uh, surprised if they, if they finish sixth or even, even, even fifth. You never know. Uh, mm. Mystic Kev, Mystic Kev, Kev Wolf. Uh, G Wolf. Will next season be shortened? Um, I mean, we we know that the summer break will, will will almost definitely be shortened. Joe, can you see next season being shortened? I, I don't suspect so. I think they've got enough time now with the with with the way that they're starting that they'll be able to get a full season. Maybe a couple of extra midweeks. Maybe maybe um maybe the reduction of uh, the winter break. I don't think the African Cup of Nations is happening either next year. No. I, don't know, I made that up, but I think that I read that. So I think there's enough opportunity to. To have a full season, I'd be amazed if there wasn't. Yeah, I mean, you're putting two together, but you'd you'd think there'll probably be less international breaks. I mean, they'll, yeah. they'll want to get they'll yeah. want to get a few friendlies in before Euro 2020. I mean, is it still called <laughs> for for next summer? Um, but um, I don't think you you know you necessarily get your September international break and your October international break. So I think they'll play. The same number of fixtures as they would. Obviously, they've got a shorter time frame to operate in. I mean, the, in, in getting the Premier League restarted on June 17th, the aim is to get it finished by August the, fir- the 1st. The FA Cup final, I think, has been penciled in for that date. Um, and then you'd like to think, I mean, we, we're waiting on clarity for the Europa League and Champions mm-hmm. League, of course. But usually, that once the FA Cup final is sorted, then it's give it a couple of weeks, and then the Champions League and Europa League are wrapped up. So you'd like to think mid to late August, everything will be will be done, yeah. and then a co- and then a couple of weeks, probably early to mid September is when next season gets going. Um, so I mean, there'd only be a few weeks out uh, from what the, the normally would be. I mean, when does the season usually start? Something about the 
mid-August, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it was um, a little bit earlier for the little bit start, earlier. initially because of the Euro, uh, not because of the Euros, but because of the end of the Euros. I think it was starting a week or two earlier than normal. Yes. If I'm, if, if, unless I'm, I'm wrong. But I no, that was, probably yeah. sounds right, yeah. I think it's been a bit more towards early August than mid-August over the past yes. few years anyway. Yes. But, like, I think you'd only be about four or five weeks out, so put a few more mid-weekers in there. I think you'd be okay. A Mars Music Show. Uh, you know it, Nathan. Questionable lasses. <laughs> running out of time, Amar. But I tell you what, I promise you, next week. Next week. <laughs> next you, week. To be, to, be, to be fair to Amar, Amar's Music Show, did come up with a picture of me on Casino Casino. Uh, Amar, I mean, that, that that was an absolute winner. I mean, yeah. I don't know how he found it. I mean, uh, thank God the episode wasn't on there. I don't think anyone's got back to us with the episode after talking about Amaya. My appearance on Challenge TV last week, but he did find a picture with me in there, so it was it was true, everyone. I was on there. You found a picture of the back of my head, but he managed to uh, managed to yes. find uh, find me appearing on the show, which was quite good. Uh, a lot of people asking about Europa League, Joe. Um, yes. So we're not going to get around to all of them, but but what do you think? I mean, we had a bit of a discussion about this before we went on air. There is a Europa League meeting or a UEFA meeting pretty soon as well, so probably this will probably obviously get ironed out. But can you see that there's talk of the quarter? Sorry, the last 32 with, are obviously halfway through the first legs. Wolves are one-one with Olympiacos. Can you see that tie being played with Olympiacos coming to to Molyneux, maybe even during this season in one of the midweek games, so that after the end of the season you're ready you're ready to start a quarter semi or final, um, and can you see them being played in? over two legs in corresponding stadiums or do you think that it could be a scenario where you have one or two stadiums and you play the quarter semis and final all mm. within a, a week of each other oh I mean it, it's so it, it, I mean it's so hard to predict but I think there's the scope of doing what I mean we, we're looking at we're last 16 second leg at the moment so I think that may well get done in between these Premier League games, um, possibly even the um, the quarterfinals. Then, uh, perhaps say, you know, towards the end of July, and then I think you've probably got a situation where, uh, I mean, the final I think will be definitely be in August um, after the F- the FA Cup final. So you're probably looking at what if the FA Cup's the the, the first. Maybe the the eighth, or possibly even the week later, the fifteenth, um, and yeah, in the semi final, perhaps at that kind of start of August kind of time frame, trying to squeeze it in around there. Uh, of course, there's Champions League games to play as well. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens with Wolves, but um, yeah, I think I'd, I'd be I'd be very surprised. I mean, you know, they've made the effort to to get the domestic league underway the Premier League of course the Bundesliga has restarted um, I mean I know it's lesser leagues but I think the Polish league has restarted as well I think the Portuguese league has got a date uh, Serie A is on about being the 20th of June I think La Liga is going to be in a couple of weeks as well so it seems like all these domestic leagues are in the same kind of boat they're all kind of getting restarted in, within the aim of finishing in, in uh, early August so as long as they can fly teams um, to to these grounds, I mean, I'd imagine they'd all be chart the way they'd all be on charter flights anyway. So that you know, if they're all okay in that group, just charter the flights, get them in, 
kind of a, a, a hotel that's to themselves and then get them to the ground, I, I think it would be feasible. So I'd be very surprised if the Europa League is uh, cut short and not played through. Um, I think UEFA want to... You know, they always talk about the domestic leagues having this sport in integrity. Um, if they're asking that of their domestic leagues, I think it'd be a bit a bit weird if they didn't see their own competitions mm-hmm. through. So um, I I think, yeah, it'd be a shame for, for Wolves um, to, to have to play these games in in, um, in behind closed doors, as it is a shame in the Premier League. But um, yeah, I, I think it should get back underway. We'll just have to see just how it will. Uh, George and Gail both kind of asked that, those questions, so so hopefully that's answered that. Um, let's have a look. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Reggie says, uh, Wolves, first game back, uh, where or which room will you be watching it? What will you be drinking and what will your snacks of choice be? Um, there's a few other people as well. Uh, Jackie asks, will the media be allowed into the games? And if so, we'll have to follow a similar testing regime to the players and staff, uh, a few people offering their services, ironing shirts and being an a, being an assistant. Um, but, I mean, we, we we don't know yet, do we, Joe? We don't know whether one of us, both of us. Hopefully, we both get to go. Whether be none of us going to the games. Um, it really is to, to be um, decided on the Premier League on the individual club basis. I feel like a lot of it will be depending on room in the media box. Um, and how that will work. I'm, I'm sure that the guidelines will be followed. They will have a system on each stadium. It'll be one of the most um, important aspects, I think, is to whichever individual, um, albeit you know, um, team members, players, staff, coaching staff, backroom staff, uh, um, colleagues who need to, you know, groundsmen, ball boys, media, everything will be out there for them to be as safe as possible and to make it as safe as possible to everybody else who's going to be in that stadium. Um, hopefully be able to bring you some reports from there, but we're just gonna have to wait and see on that on that scenario. Yeah, it's just a waiting game, and you know, of course, they have the Premier League, and every single club's got so much to consider. Um, of course, we'd like some clarity as to whether we can be there or not, but we just we're just gonna have to wait and hold fire for a bit. A couple of a couple of things that um, I guess one of these is, is something that to be worked out, and another one I don't want to be don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but. Um, <laughs> With regards to a player testing positive for coronavirus, yes. if that let's say a, a, an important player on the eve of a game tests positive for coronavirus, I'm under, I'm I'm of the understanding that they'll be pulled from the game. Obviously, they will not play and they'll have to self-isolate, and you just have to carry on without that player. There'll be no cancellation of the game. However, if if a player infects and there's two or three or four members of that squad, I wonder how many it will take for a, a game to be postponed and put to the back of the calendar or to be played later on when, when they're you know they're free of, of um or, or they're, te- they're testing negative. It's a very difficult balance because I'm positive that once this season starts and we must we must emphasise that this is a, a date of starting the Premier League and finishing fingers crossed. But if there is a bump in the road in the middle, and I feel that there will be something at some point with a team or players or an incident, that's going to be the key area of to get that right to either continue the season because I don't think this can happen again. I think if this happens again and we're all on lo- under lockdown and we're, we're back to, to the initial phase, I can't see the season finishing. No, no. I mean, if, 
you know, pretty much is everything has got to go smoothly and according to plan. Hopefully, it does. Um, I, I mean, it's it's oh, it is the cat. It is the cat. Uh, it's, it's it's a very kind of different um, example, but. There was the anniversary of that um, Spurs game when they all went down sick on the final day and they thought they'd been food poisoned and I think it was pretty much the whole first team were struck down by it um, and the, the Premier League didn't deem it proper to uh, to call that off so they had to kind of just play through it. Obviously it'd be different with coronavirus but um, I just I just think if if it's in if it's kind of less than five I think it'd be maybe I'll play it on and just use some of your um, other players um, but if it becomes a widespread problem the, the Premier League's and is going to be forced I think and they're going to have to make quite a drastic call so um, fingers crossed it doesn't come to that um, but yeah it, there probably will be um, some sort of uh, things going awry over the next few weeks I, I mean if it all goes pitch perfect then fantastic that's what great, we all great want. movies great movie franchise <laughs> um, but um yeah, I think um, I think inevitably there will be one or two bumps in the road, but fingers crossed, nothing too too much to uh, derail uh, the season getting finished. Yeah, and the other point I wanted to make was that um, players are going to have to adapt, fans are going to have to adapt as well, and it, it will be fun and, and it's great because they're going to be watching football and, and and that's fantastic. However, you know you're a season ticket holder, you, you follow them through thick and thin, home and away. You're going to have to adapt sitting and watching them at home because this is going to be the norm. For the rest of this season, um, I know the Premier League CEO has come out today saying that there might be a phased return of fans next season, but it could be a decent a decent whack of next season as well. And uh, it is it is strange watching it. I can remember watching that that uh, the Olympiacos game at home uh, for the Europa League, and it wasn't didn't particularly enjoy it that much. And I think you'll get into a groove and you'll get used to things, but um, you know it's going to be a long time before you see. Molyneux full again unfortunately and it's it's about the fans adapting as well it's going to be difficult it's going to be difficult for people and, and I think you know the season tickets and there'll be some refunds and, and what not there'll be some details coming out I think during the next day or today even later on today but you know it's, it's going to be tough for people who, who miss that That that's a, that's a massive part of their lives to, to watch it at home yeah, it's it is it is. I mean, you know, some of these guys we've spoken to before who've been to every game for 30, 40 years, arm and away. You know, it's 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 devastating for them, really. Um, and where, uh, you know, that kind of that run that they've got together, or whatever you want to call it, is is taken out their hands. You know, the the, the forty seven, I think it was, that went to 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 Armenia and stuff like that, have gone above and beyond to to follow Wolves and. You know, I, I mean, I didn't make that trip myself, but I, I mean, what was it? A couple of flights and a co- and it, or if not more and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you'll know better than me. But um, mm-hmm. you know, people going to great lengths to support Wolves, supporting them up and down the country, across Europe as well. And now we'll have to be from from their homes, from their living rooms, and um, from the from their gardens or whatever they want to do. Um, it's going to be different. It's going to be, um, you know, that camaraderie might be. Something that feels a bit missing in these uh, in that in those first few weeks, but hopefully that you know the the football that Wolves are playing, I mean, has, has put so much smiles on our faces anyway, hasn't it, over the past few years? And fingers crossed, even the, though it's in a different way, and it will take get some getting used to. Hopefully, seeing Nuno uh, back on the touchline and his, his players back out on that pitch will uh, lift the mood. 
yeah, get some goals, get some wins, and uh, look, we're, we're going to enjoy it. It's, it's just part. This is this is history. We're, we're in the middle of history at the moment, and uh, you yep. find a way. You find a way to enjoy this. It's an amazing product that's that's put out on the pitch, and uh, we just got to got to ride with it, go with the times, and hopefully. Uh, myself and Joe will be there to, to give you as much as we possibly can and make the experience as enjoyable as possible. Uh, look, the most important thing, Joe, and we'll bring questions to an end, I think, um, is because there's so many more, and, and I think, I think hopefully there'll be a lot more to come because uh, you know there's, there's, we can talk about <laughs> we can talk about a star day, we can talk about a countdown, but um, look, football's back, and that's the most important thing. It's going to be great, and it's going to be fantastic to see the players back on the pitch. Yeah, that, that's, that's. I mean, you know, this this break in, in players allowed us to kind of reflect on these past couple of years. And even though Nuno and his players will say that them game by game and week by week, it, they'll have been able to do the same as well and look back on what's been achieved over these past couple of years. Obviously, promotion from the Championship, seventh place finishing a Premier League, FA Cup semi final run, uh, taking on all comers in Europe, and. Um, they don't want to stop there. Uh, they're not going to rest on their laurels. They, they want to carry on delivering success. Uh, th- this club wants to become a European and, and domestic force for, for years to come. So um, just kind of get yourselves ready back for that ride. I mean, it's been an amazing ride so far. And uh, even though, as we say, it will be a little bit different having to follow it from home. I think uh, you know there'll be just a, just a, a great deal of enjoyment from it still. And with uh, with games comes transfer rumours. Uh, I'll finish off with these. Um, quite a few people asking about uh, Jimenez and Traore. Traore, I think, has been in the paper quite a lot this week. Yeah. Um, Steve says uh, it's been 100% confirmed that Manchester United will be buying Bolly, Donk, Doherty, Neves, Adama, Jota, Raúl for Wolves for three pound fifty-two pence and a packet of Skittles. Um, Look, um, Adama's been talked about from three pounds fifty-two to one hundred sixty-two million dollars or one hundred sixteen million pounds. Uh, the crazy season is going to start. It's going to start in earnest, and uh, you know w- the most important thing is, is for the next nine games, we're going to we're going to see all these players playing in a Wolves shirt and, and hopefully for a long time to come. Yeah, I mean, I mean, take anything transfer-wise, I really with a pinch of salt at the moment. I mean, you'll notice that I haven't really jumped on any of these kind of rumours because. We don't even know when the window's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not, not not you know is it going to be is it going to operate as usual? Are you going to have that usual window? Will it be extended? Nobody knows. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't get too wrapped up in in speculation or worrying about losing top stars or you know looking at these. Uh, rumours of Gonzalo Higuain for yes. 18 million. I mean, that's, it's just not. No, it's just. It's just. Uh, he couldn't move. He couldn't turn yeah. in a circle, man. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, Q, Q Wolf signing Higuain for 15 million. Yeah. Me, I'm going to take my words and say he's a great player. <laughs> Delete this podcast now. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I wouldn't take too much, uh, pay much too much attention to that. I think the key thing is there's there's a date. We're going to see Wolves back playing. And just enjoy it for what it is. Great stuff. Um, any plans for you this weekend, Joe? You're gonna have a, a little barbecue. I know you can't have a, a, a six people round yet. I think that's um, from Monday. But you're gonna have a little bit of a little bit of a break, a stroll, a run, a bit of I exercise. Think, I think me and the missus are gonna go over Canic Chase. Uh, possibly take a little picnic oh, bag. And... I know. Uh, no, no, not that, not that out of a Canic Chase. Um, I know, I know. It's... <laughs> uh, not not that. Little door open. Um... Little window. Little window <laughs> halfway, halfway open. Um, 
No, a bit of, bit of picnic bag, have a walk around in the sunshine, make the most of it, and uh, burn a few more calories. Burn uh, a few more calories, a little bit. As I, as I aim to get back to a uh, fighting fit. I'm going to play golf and try and try achieve this new golfing term. You heard about the golfing term, everybody's it's now in the uh, the golfing rules. Oh, uh, go on. Uh, uh, Dominic Cummings. Do you know what uh, it is? Do you know what it, it is? That is a... Um, it's a really long drive that goes way out of bounds, but there's no penalty. Ah. ah and on that one we'll let you go uh thank you very much joe uh, look we've got some football it's exciting times hopefully you enjoy the podcast and uh, we'll speak to you at the same time at the same place next week from me from joe have a great weekend take care bye-bye